Hi everyone, I'm Cheryl, a compulsive overeater. Uh, and it's so nice having so many new people to the meeting. I've never been at a meeting with so many new people. So I'm kind of excited about that. Um, my story in OA, it's been a little over three years ago, a medical practitioner, a friend of mine said to me, Cheryl, I think you do really well in OA. And I thought it was all about weight loss, her saying that to me. A few months later, I woke up one day and I really didn't care if I lived or not. I wasn't suicidal, but I was very, I just didn't have joy in my life, I guess. And that's when I decided I need to find out about OA. And I went to the um, Facebook and I was so nervous. I was so anxious. I didn't know what to do, but I know I needed to do something. So I contacted someone on Facebook and she told me about a meeting in, in, um, out in New York. And over a two week period of time, I went to the meeting about six times, six to eight times. I quit eating sugar on my own because I knew sugar is not good. Um, I went to some meetings. I didn't know anything about steps. I didn't know anything about a sponsor. I didn't know anything about a plan of eating. I'd heard something about a plan on eating, but I didn't know what it meant. And I decided I didn't have time for the meeting because I'd already gotten abstinent, you know, off sugar. And that lasted for maybe six weeks to eight weeks. And then I went back to eating sugar. And then on some things happened in my life. And on um, December 18th of that year, coming up a little over two years, I got off sugar again. And I was so excited. And I called my friend practitioner after a week. And I said, hey, Joanne, I said, it's great. I'm, I'm off sugar again. And she said to me, she said, Cheryl, that's wonderful. But what are you going to do when something happens in your life and you don't know how to handle it? What are you going to do? And that that hit me in the face. It stopped me. And I realized that Overeaters Anonymous is probably not about being off sugar. It's probably about me how to handle life. Because why else would she say that? And um, that was one of the best things that she ever said, because it, it just made me realize this is a program I, I need. And so I pretty much immediately got a sponsor. Um, I followed the plan, everything, got abstinent again, um, released, a, released a bunch of weight. And I had little things that I, that I noticed how I um, viewed things differently, and I might not have been needing to educate my husband as much on how to do things or how to say things my way. So I had little transformations um, along the way, and it, and it was really, it was really wonderful. Um, my, my biggest transformation was about living in the present moment, and that's what I'm going to talk about now is living in the present moment. And it was something that I did not do. It was done to me, not by me. And, and I've heard people say that, it, you know, it's done to you, not, not um, by me. And that's exactly my experience. I didn't even know I was trying to live in the present moment um, when it happened. But what, what happened, and, and, I, and the part I want to get to is how it really affected my life and how it really affected my life with my mother. And the time that I was able to spend with my mother, that's what I want to get to. But I want to share my experience of what, what happened to me. Um, I went over to Europe, to a country in Europe, and I stayed for three weeks this last summer. And my goal was I wanted to live like a local. I wanted to experience what it would be like if I lived there. It was a 
it was a really old city. Um, people walked everywhere. I walked eight miles a day. I'd walk to get my food. I walked in the park at, at, when I first saw the park and it had lights at night. I'm like, well, who'd go in the park at night? Because where I live, you really wouldn't. But I'd, I'd be out there walking after midnight in the park because so many people were around and it was so fun. But I wanted to try to squeeze everything I could get in because I only had a limited time. I had three weeks. So I had a time frame on myself that I needed to squeeze squeeze things in as opposed to my regular life. Well, it doesn't matter if I do something now or later because I can do it any time. But I had a time frame I wanted to do. I was in a place that I was probably never going never gonna to be again. And I wanted to have an experience. Those were my, those were my goals. What I didn't realize is until afterwards, I never listened to any music when I was there. When I walked, I never had my earbuds on. I never listened to podcasts. I never listened to meeting. I never listened to any music. I was totally present in the moment. I never watched any TV. I never turned on YouTube for three weeks. This was not a conscious decision of me. It was just, I was, I was in the moment and I was caught up in the moment. Um, I didn't watch any Amazon. I, I um, for three weeks, I didn't do any of that. And what it, what it had me do was, it had me looking around, seeing buildings, seeing people, stopping, watching musicians, staying there for a long period of time, um, talking to people. Um, it had me just wanting to soak in every experience that I could soak in. And I didn't realize how that really changed me um, until afterwards. And so it really was a grace that I was given by God. Um, I can't explain it any other way. It just was, um, it was kind of like a way of life. When I came back to the States and my husband picked me up, at the airport, the first thing I really noticed when I got in the car with him is he had the radio on. And it, I, I couldn't drive three hours listening to radio now. It, it just, uh, it was overstimulation to me having that music. Um, and I said to Bill, I said, is it okay if like when we drive home that maybe half the time we listen to music and half the time it's quiet? Because I had to build back up. Um, because it was kind of like it was artificial. It wasn't the music was kind of artificial. Talking to people wasn't artificial, but but the music was artificial. And um, the thing that I I noticed is I was absolutely more present when I went on walks. I I heard more nature, sounds of birds. I saw animals more clearly. Um, things were kind of in te technicolor more. And um, my time with people really changed. And that's where um, my mother was sick. My, my mother since passed away, um, but my, my mother was sick and it got where she couldn't walk. And so the last four months of her life, I was able to slow down and I was able to just sit with her and not have to be up and running around in, in moving. And, and before, um, I'm not really proud of this, but it, it's the fact, my brother and my mother would talk about how they always saw the back of my head. 
because I was always out running out the door to do something else. Now, my, my mom had lived with me for 13 years and for 10 years, she and I, she traveled with me everywhere I went and I was her primary caregiver. When she slowed down a little bit more, my brother moved into us with my husband and myself and then he was her more primary caregiver. And I, when I would go home to my house, it sounds weird, but when I'd like, because really what I'd be doing is I'd be visiting my house because it was my mom's house and, and my brother's house, basically. But when I would go visit, I would say, I'm going home to see my mom for five days. And what I did is I would call friends and I would go out to dinner with them. I would go to work and do my work stuff. I wasn't honest with myself that um, I really didn't have time for my mom because I wanted to do these other things that were more exciting than, than sit with my mom. And it used to be my mom loved to play cards and I, I could not sit with her and play cards. It, it drove me. I had to be doing something else. And she didn't like if I looked at my phone or did other things, she wanted me to be with her. And I finally got where if I listened to music, I could listen to music, put my earbuds on because I listened to music. I was able to slow down enough and I was able to be calm enough inside that I would that I was able to play cards with her where now I've come back from Europe and I don't even want to listen to music before I now when I sit down to play cards with her I have no music and all I'm doing is I'm sitting there playing cards with my mom I'm not having the desire to look at my phone and multitask because I've been told that multitasking is part of my disease. Multitasking keeps me from, from being present. And all of a sudden I had no desire to multitask. I had no desire to, um, to listen to music, to do other things. And I was actually present with my mom. And um, I didn't even really realize some of this stuff that was that was going on or how I had changed and, until later on I did notice that I didn't need to listen to music anymore I thought that was kind of nice and I was more calm but um moving on into the into the fall that's when my mom my mom quit walking and and she lived for about four more months and during that time I I was always I was always in my hometown I didn't travel anymore I was able to stay with her I was able to, something in me had changed and I was able to sit with her. We held hands a lot. I listened to her talk. She was able to see me not being in my disease. She was able to see me being in peace. It had always bothered her that she felt I never had any peace. And I, and I, and I remember being on a cruise ship with her one time and, and, she would sit and talk to people in the atrium and then I would run off and do something. And I'd come back and I'd talk to her and I'd run off and do something. And where, and I noticed that I must be different than other people because when I came back one time, the lady sitting next to my mom said, oh my God, I am so tired just by watching what you do. I, I, I exhausted the lady seeing me come and go and come and go and come and go. And, but that's just, that's just who I am to kind of try to explain where now I'm, I'm the person who I can just, I can just sit. And um, it doesn't mean that I'm in the present all the time. I, I don't have that totally mastered. Um, I, for, for me, I also think part of my disease is I go forward thinking and I'll go into the, into the past. So 
yesterday I was very challenged. I was very, very challenged with forward thinking and trying to plan and running through scenarios in my mind, how I was going to talk to people. And sometimes I have to plan, but I, I know the difference between needing to plan. Well, I don't always know stuff, but I, I sometimes, get to, it, it wasn't that I was needing to plan something. It was that I was being um, in my disease and um, remunerating about what was going to happen and what I was going to say. And now what I can do when I see that, some of the time at least, I can catch myself and I'll stop and I'll say, Cheryl, you need to get in the present. And that's when I'll, that's when I will, if I think about it, I'll then stop and meditate a little bit. The other thing that I'll do to try to get in the, try to get in the present is I'll, I'll start talking to myself in my mind about things that I see. And I'll say, okay, I'm walking down, I'm walking down I'm, where we have, we've got dirt roads out here. I'm walking left, right, left, right. I'm walking, I'm looking, oh, look at the beautiful pine tree. Oh, I hear a bird. But what I'll do is I'll start to get myself in the present, start seeing things or saying things to myself to try to draw myself into the present because in the present is, is the only place that I can meet God for me. In the present is the only place that um, I can be out of disease. And it's not, I don't have a, like I said, I don't have a perfect presence but where my thank you, Chris, and I acknowledge that. But but the presence that I have has really made my life um, so much more full. It it was a gift to my mom that she was able to have the quality time with me, and it was a gift for me that I was able to have the quality time with my mom. So um, that's my experience, strength, and hope about how somehow. God helped me decide I want to experience life as a local, and then I was given the grace of it. Thank you very much.